Chad, what episode is this, Chad? This is episode number 143. Oh, excellent. Prime number. This is the one I'm looking for. This is the one we've been waiting on. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's about time. Yeah. Yeah. How's Happy uh, ex-Halloween. Samhain is over. Halloween's over. Day of the Dead's over. Yeah. With nothing left to look forward to. Yeah. That's it. Fuck it. Fuck it. We're done. Yeah. We're, we're so. done. Um, uh, cups, courtesy of... Oh, yeah. Doug Stanhope. Thank you, Doug. And uh, the Chaleys, thank you. And Bingo, thank you. Thank you. Arizona um, Contingency. Yeah, so last week I went out to Arizona, a place called Bisbee, and uh, I stayed at the great Doug Stanhope's compound, and uh, which day after tomorrow, Thursday, Doug Stanhope will be here at the Improv in Houston uh, with Junior opening up for him, and if if I had the vocabulary, I would use every single big word I have to say this show is not to be missed. Doug Stanhope is one of my favorite. I don't, you know, I'm sure, you know, I, I bet I could, I bet I could speak for everybody. I mean, one of the greatest stand-up comedians I've ever, ever had the pleasure of watching. So Thursday, Improv Houston tickets available. We have we have them on our site too. We have a link to on the site. Uh, I don't know if there's any left or not, but if there is, please go. It's going to be tremendous. Uh, so thank you, Doug Stanhope yeah. and the crew, uh, Greg Chaley, Tracy, Bingo, all the gang um, at, uh, in, in Bisbee, Arizona. Hospitality like I've never seen. Uh, just just pure, gracious, all the best. So anyway. I would think that anyone who's into comedy would be a fan of, uh, I mean, like really into comedy. Yes. Almost like how musicians are into like certain, you know, like we're all into certain things and some of them are maybe not the most mainstream or popular things but i think that anybody that listens to comedy or enjoys comedy would be a fan of uh, hopefully be a fan of doug's yeah 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 yeah, I, it, yeah I mean, and, and again just like you said not 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 middle of the road not the jim gaffigan not the bill burr not the um you know this guy plays a trail I mean, but the, all these guys will tell you that he's their favorite you know all these guys will say joe rogan will tell you that he that Doug Stanhope is the best out there, and if you come see the show, you'll see what I mean. If you you know, so looking forward to that. And I like I said, I was just buzzing, uh, buzzing to 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 go out there and to see Bisbee. Uh, what a what a gorgeous town! You come through Tombstone, uh, you drive through the tunnel through the mountain, and you come out the other side, and the view is spectacular. I have some. I I, I brought a. GoPro with me, and I took I shot some video while I was driving, oh. so I have a bunch of. Uh, We're just learning about this. I know, I know, on, bro. I was waiting for Slappercast. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So um, yeah, so just uh, and, and there's also the, uh, as you can see on the cup here. Zoom in, Chad. Zoom in. Uh, it's the Doug Stanhope uh, podcast, which is the, their Patreon. Uh, uh, Doug's Patreon members get to listen to the. The, the podcast and it's quite brilliant. The the thing about Doug is he doesn't have any he doesn't have any uh, slackers like uh, the singer in our band. Oh, wait a minute. Wait. Wait. Damn it. Um, he doesn't have everybody in his fold. Any anybody that 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 that, that belongs to the to the Jim. Um, I was going to say to the to the Doug Stanhope family. Uh, uh, Hennigan, his manager. Um, the the Chaley's his wife bingo 
Uh, all these people are fucking brilliant. Every single one of them are beyond brilliant in their own right. They're as funny and as quick and generous and gracious as well, I said. But they are... Yeah, everybody on that team is completely brilliant. And uh, I was just blown away. Um, yeah, really, really grateful. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, Doug, Thursday the 4th of November at the Improv in Houston. Yes. Correctamundo. Nice. Yeah. So, um, and then uh, we, we, we had a couple of really fun gigs this past weekend. I know we, uh, we saw a lot of you at Mecca, right down the street from here. We saw a lot of you at the, the uh, Cypress, the Methodist Church out in Cypress. We did the car park thing and uh, very, very fun. <laughs> Daylight and churches. Not some of the favorite things that we've exactly. that we've ever right in a yeah great great folks though and also Andy our friend Andy who same guy who ran sound for us last year when we did the same gig uh, has a, has his own sound company called Andy Sound and he's he's one of those rare sound guys who is just freaking perfect yeah. yeah. <laughs> really good gear and he knows how to use it he's really easy to work with and. And he was saying, like, I love, I love it when sound guys say this, especially the good ones. Like, you, you guys are making my job easy, you know, too easy. Which don't leave out. I, I know that part of that now is the fact that we run Patrick and I run direct, but they were telling us that long before we ever had direct gear. Well, we know what we're doing, and we run our own <laughs> sound a lot, lot of the time. So you know, so we we give them what they want, and yeah. But but it's it, it is a joy to arrive at the gig. And have the stage, the mic stands, the wires, everything is run. And er- there's no spaghetti bowls. Mm-hmm. Everything is run meticulously, systematically, just, just to, 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 uh, to uh, you know, an OCD level. I mean... It's a very clean stage. Yes. Very clean. It was. A very professional looking stage. It looked, yeah. like, it looked like they were ready for... Anyone else that was has been doing this for ten thousand years, and it sounded great. Monitor sounded great. Yeah, Andy's so easy to work with. Mm-hmm. I'm glad he had a buddy show up at the end to help pack up because yeah. he had to get home to trick or treat. But I was just like, "You're doing this all by yourself," and then this guy came running in and was helping him. So that was great. Yeah, because yeah, I, I had offered to to yeah, I said, "Do you want us to, you know, give you a few minutes at the end?" And he said, "No, no, no." He said, "I've got it," but just I just just know that I have to. Split. I've got people waiting on me. I was like, okay, yeah. So we were we were gone by the time he, he didn't even have the uh, no. he didn't even have the board shut down, mm-hmm. and, and and our stuff was already <laughs> off this. And he's just looking at us, going, "I love you guys. This is great." <laughs> so it was yeah, a lot of fun. Um, yeah, and and, and uh, of course we can't forget O'Bannon's on Friday night, which was and is. It's just so uh, it, that place never gets. Uh, Chad, how long have we been playing there? Since 2005, 2005. 2005. Some of you weren't even so. born yet. Go to fucking bed. It's late. Anyway, what we had, uh, I mean, just every single time there, Chris Steele is running his fingers to the bone. He is running on no sleep. He is running the, the Blackwater draw, O'Bannon's, two small kids, and, uh, you know, and he and Steph do just such an amazing job. I just, it, it, I, I just, I just get tired thinking about what that guy. I, I, actually, I'm going to go take a nap. Can we pause yeah. it? Right. I'm fucked. <laughs> I'm already wrecked. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, just, you know, College Station doesn't get old. 
does mm-hmm. not get old. We do. And the, <laughs> the, 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 the young ladies stay the same. We, we talk about this every time we talk mm-hmm. about O'Bannon's, but I, I, it, I just love the fact, since it, because it's a college town, and we're, I mean, we're literally right on the edge of the campus at, on uh, Boyette Street, they're in the, what they call the Northgate District of Conversation. We have seen so many generations. I mean, I don't know if it's technical generations, but we've seen so many generations of, of, of graduates come and go. And we run into them all over the country. And, and Houston, too. We just ran into just at the, at the Mecca show. Yeah. That's the other thing yeah. we talk about. Yeah. Uh, there was, there was a, an Aggie grad there who remembered seeing us like 10 years before or something. So I'd, and I just... I love it. <laughs> uh, some of the, some of the songs that we play uh, at the end at the end of the at the end of the the the, the note whatever key we're ending in I'll play the Aggie War hymn mm-hmm. just a few bars of it to uh, just just for fun and it's our it it, it it's very fun to play uh, at O'Bannon's but it's exceptionally fun to play when people don't know what it is, but then uh, two or three people will poke their head out of a crowd and go, Hey, you know, that, you know, it's just, so it is, it, it, it's a, uh, the Aggies have their, have their traditions and they have their, 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 their pride. And it's evident throughout this, this, you know, this, this great country everywhere yeah. we go. There's, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the only fight song we know how to play. <laughs> God. It's a don't call it the fight song. It's a war hymn. It's a war hymn, yeah. And yeah, edit. <laughs> get, get us kicked out of abandonment. The fight hymn. <laughs> yeah. What is that? You fight him. No, the fight him. Fight, yeah. <laughs> fight her. Fight it. Uh, we have um, yeah, and and uh, so I, I know we mentioned before, but we, we're 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 drinking Blackguards Blend coffee. We have uh, holiday uh, coffee going out. It's, it's all online. So thank you, June Narnia. Yeah, yeah. In order now for Christmas. Yeah. Um, Speaking of Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Don't we? Uh, don't we do a? I think we have a couple of Christmas songs. Yes, that we, we do. Uh, have yes, we do. Why? We need to talk about Mecca. What does Mecca stand for? Mexican education. Multicultural educational. Something. Multicultural. Multi educational cultural association. No oh. administration. Wow, I'm wrong. I thought it was uh, Mormons eating children accurately. <laughs> Marker. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, gig was fun. It was wacky. It was weird. It was the, yeah. th- the throw and go situation is always uh, is always challenging. And uh, but I think uh, we rose to the a bit. He's, yes, he's, we did. He says fuck it. He's not going to mark it. Yes. No, um, I was trying to find the. But uh, what the acronym of Mecca? Esmeralda for. was our host, and yeah. she was very gracious and very kind, and she gave us beers afterwards, which I was excited about. Yeah. And you were in the van, yeah. But she gave us beers. I know. I drank yours. Thank you. And Guadalupe, uh, she, uh, the beautiful, the wonderful, the talented Guadalupe, uh, she put everything together for us. And, Excellent. And is just, uh, you know, she. Uh, we had arrived at the, 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 the. It's held in the historic Sixth Ward here in beautiful Houston, Texas, and the the this is uh, one of the oldest neighborhoods in Houston, if not the oldest. I think it's the oldest neighborhood in Houston. The, the traffic around here, the roads are narrow and there's a, there's a lot of traffic. And especially when Mecca puts on a, a, a Day of the Dead festival like this, it is beyond chock-a-block. It's completely <laughs> gridlocked. It's, you know, so we have to, uh, luckily I only live a few blocks away from it. So we, we unloaded the van and stuff. But I get a text as, I, as I'm driving away to park the van. 
I get a text and she goes, hey, yeah, you know, let me know when you're here. I want to come greet you. And you know, I was like, you know, I mean, they're up to their eyes. They've got vendors all around the block. They've got performances inside, outside, on top, underneath, everywhere you look. There's something happening. And um, Alice uh, Salazar is the, uh, she's the, she, she, she's the head of the whole game. And she is, that woman just does not, I don't think she blinks. Never mind sleeps or, 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 or rest. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's just incredible. So, yeah, they, they're just, just uh, the vendors were tremendous. And so we were, we were in the way, you know, there's nowhere to, to, to put our gear when we, when we arrived. So everywhere we, everywhere we look, we, we kind of had to just kind of dig our own spot and, and hold that until it was time to play and then get out of there as fast as possible. So it was, it was, uh, it's always a you know it's a testament to this band to how well we 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 work, but it's also uh, we wouldn't be able to uh, execute this if it wasn't for the brilliance of the the crew at Mecca. They were mm-hmm. just, yeah. so. Fun, fun, fun time. Yeah, yeah, really good. And and you know the the nice thing is too. Uh, so Halloween uh, on Sunday was marked the my anniversary of arriving here in the states, and uh, it it it. it it, 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 I think it was a, might have been a, an online post or something from years back that reminded me because I always forget. But uh, it's it, it's mind blowing to me that 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 we can play Irish music, at essentially uh, you know it, it's not a it's not a it, it's not a Mexican thing. It's it, it's um, you were saying it was an Aztec thing, the Day of the Dead yep. uh, thing. Which uh, but you know to be able to play Irish music, Irish rock music at an event like that and you know to have it seamlessly go with whatever else they were you know putting on uh, it's just it, it's just it, it's so it's so humbling and it's so thrilling to be able to to play this stuff for all these people and yeah yeah it's it's funny because the the irish the, the, or i should say maybe the gaelic festival of Samhain is very much in line with the aztec festival of Day of the Dead, which has now been sort of, you know, co-opted by uh, Hispanics around around the world, and I think a lot of people don't know that those that those roots come from more native people than actual, like, you know, Mexicans. I mean, yeah. or whatever. But yeah, both great festivals, and it, it's always fun to play over there. And we've done a couple things with with Mecca over the over the yeah. last yeah. year yeah. too. We, played we did there. their. Uh... Patty's Day, San Patricio Festival. San Patricio, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Of course, at the temporary theater that they were occupying for a while, while their, I guess, their home grounds were being renovated or something. I guess last anyway. year. Last yeah, I did, it was a really nice theater. I'd, I'm sure cool we theater. talked about it last year, but I didn't had no exi- idea it existed until that day. <clears throat> um, by the way, Mecca stands for Multicultural Education and Counseling through the Arts. True so, story. Yes, M E C W I C K. But the queue is silent. Yes. yes. Um, and we, we, you were talking with Alfonso, the uh, the sound guy, about this. Saturday was the first time we'd played on the Mecca, actual Mecca campus. That's what they were building. That's why we were downtown. But yeah. That stage? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, since 2000. I said 2006. That's time I realized when I was driving away it was 2005 because my dad was there. Uh, it was when we played on the other side of the campus. Um, Back when it was only yeah. a uh, basketball yeah. Court. Yeah. 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 Anyhow. 
So moving right along, fun, last fun, time fun, we fun. left you, last time we left you, we were talking about how to debone a fish. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that was, that's our cooking, that's our cooking channel. Sorry, sorry, oh. sorry. I'm getting it mixed up. Hey, y'all. We're going <laughs> to go around Houston and talk about... <laughs> Fuck that. So you had, that. we had, uh, we'll just move on to the venting with Eric C. Hughes segment. You, you know what a, really grinds my gears? Yeah. There's a couple of things you wanted. <laughs> so yesterday at the, at the church, um, which is, which is fine. Um, they were doing something for the kids and, and the neighborhood, which, which, which I, I, I'm kind of a yin and yang on this whole thing. They were doing a trunk retreat and I just can't stand the concept of trunk retreating. I just don't, I don't like it. I don't appreciate it. I, I just think what it does is, um, it just takes away the sense of exploring your own community and meeting your neighbors kind of a thing. Ooh. I think that's the thing that really gets to me. If you don't know what a trunk retreat is, just Google it. I'm not going to explain it to you because I'll, I'll be infuriated by the time I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'll explain I'd never heard of it before. I, I never either. Yeah. I, I thought I was just... It's a, it's a thing that a lot of churches do. So there's my, my first, da, my da, first da, problem. Da-da-da-da-da. Wee-woo. It's a thing that churches do. Um, and basically, she's got a lot of dogs. Um, basically, um, if you don't know what it is, it's basically people show up and they open up their trunks and they, and they put little, no, they don't put little kids in them, but they give out candy to these things. And I just think it kind of breaks down like the sense of like going and meeting your neighbors or, or, you know, you don't have to like some, when I used to live on the North side, um, people would like be like, they would drive to this neighborhood from all over town because they knew that. There's a lot of houses there. It's very almost almost suburban, even though it's still inside the loop. And we would literally give out 1,500 pieces of candy. No, no joke. Like mm-hmm. we would buy the Tootsie Rolls, the bulk Tootsie Rolls. You get one Tootsie Roll. You get one Tootsie Roll. And it was fun because the kids are out. But the trunk or treating thing is just like you show up at somebody's parking lot and you walk around and you meet people that you don't even know and you could just be walking to next door and be like trick or treat. Oh hey, I'm your neighbor. Kind of a yeah. thing. So fuck trunk or treat. Okay, yeah, I, I would never, I would never have come up with it, and I would never participate, and I would never. Um, we we for for the longest time too it, here in the sixth ward, we would uh, always have massive amounts of county. We were, I was the, I'm the handful, kind of. Thing, but uh, I thought the house was going to be empty yesterday. We were playing; kids were supposed to be gone, um, and uh, that was not the case. So I can't buy chocolate. Before, because I'm not going to give out shit that I'm not going to eat. So, ends up I start eating it, and then next thing you know, gotta go to the store again. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I didn't have anything in here, and then, like, next thing I find myself home at dusk. And I'm like, oh, shit, there's nothing. So I just I just kept the lights off. And um, uh, I have good news though. Good, give us some good. You can news. go to HEB right now and buy Halloween candy for Fuck half off. that. Half price. Fuck it. Half price. All the chocolate you want. Half they've got, price. They've got the Christmas stuff out now. Well, they're just about to make that tranny. Transition. Transition. Too late. Sorry. Too late. Dave Chappelle. <laughs> <laughs> Fetch my makeup. Mm-hmm. It, it occurred to me when I was driving home from, from the gig last night. So I went out, I went and took my stuff back and then uh, went out to the grocery store after that. And uh, it was, I, I'm staying at my mom's house right now because she's traveling. So, but, and, the Heights is... Uh, there's going to be a party What's the tonight? address, Chad? The address is yeah. 401... We're going to have a kegger? Heights Street. Just look for... the. Uh, she, uh, Judy's got... She's got this huge torso in her front uh, front garden. It's it's of Chad. 
so it's like ripped you know like a six pack out and he's massive yeah. so just uh <laughs> just look for that and uh yeah party there tonight um, be there yeah 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 uh <laughs> Uh, the Heights is, is huge on trick or treating. Um, there's a little bit of it. I mean, there's, I'm th- it seems like there's certain streets. I guess it's, you were saying, was it Bel Air? Somebody was saying that everybody goes to Bel Air to trick or treat. Uh, who was or, saying that? Somebody was saying somebody that. Was saying somebody that. told yeah. me. Let's go down. Some, somebody was saying that. Oh, maybe it was, maybe it was, maybe it was Greg. Anyway. Um, but yeah, there was this, I can't remember what street it was. It was a street that runs parallel with Heights when I was trying to get over to my mom's house. And, if you, once you let a couple of people cross the street in front of you at a stop sign, you're, it's like, you're, you're there it's like New York. Yeah. You know, pedestrian traffic is like, you're stuck there. So there was a couple of people who were like, no go. Cause you know, yeah, they know okay. if you don't go now, you're going to be stuck here all night. Right. And, uh, but it occurred to me that I hadn't seen trick or treating in a long time because usually we're in Ireland on Halloween. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And, uh, or we're playing, a, playing a gig all night. So I don't, yeah, by the time I get home, it's they're it's all, all over. Yeah, so yeah. it was it was kind of oh wow, I remember this. This is it was just nice to see it back in full swing again. You know, it's, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, I'd, I've made the candy mistake when we lived in New York. I think this is the only time I can remember this happening. But when my my roommates lived there, the first couple of years we lived in New York, the kids would come through the the, the, the apartment building we lived in. Oh, okay, was, you know, the, sure. the kids who lived in the neighborhood would be knocking on all the doors. So after my roommates moved, the first year they were gone, I just reflexively went out and bought a couple bags of fun-sized Snickers and whatever. Nobody came. <laughs> mm. Ah, I wonder where I they went. I feel like I've told this story before, but yeah. And yeah, that was that was a, a big, oh, yeah. a big miscalculation on my part. <laughs> so I never did it again. Wow, that's harsh. But we do want to we, we want to we want to use the uh, we want to want to uh, send out our best to Sharon Fugate. Who mm-hmm. is yeah. at this moment recovering? She had a she had a little little, little thing, and she's uh, now done, and um, she's uh, on the mend. We spoke to her on Sunday, and also the lovely Leslie DeHaven. We want to say, uh, get well, stay well. She's doing just fine. Yeah, because she's got a good uh, she's got a good uh, nurse. Yeah, looking after her. My nurse and, uh, costume. And it's yeah. uh, and it's uh, someone that I don't know personally, but it's she is a Blaggards fan, and uh, her name on Instagram is not quite Kelly. Yeah, it's not quite Kelly's birthday. Oh, happy so birthday, happy birthday, birthday, Kelly! And one of yeah, one of our one of our greatest Slappercast uh, enthusiasts. Yes, she's uh, she's been. Her questions are great. Her comments are even even greater. If you go on YouTube and you watch any of this stuff, uh, you watch any of the past episodes, she has some very very astute. <laughs> um, observations yes. and great and so yeah happy birthday I think she's in Georgia if I'm not I mistaken. believe she is is that, yeah. is that right yep. yeah so uh, at the woods in Georgia I did speak to um, I did speak to a place in Savannah and I spoke to a place uh, just outside um, where uh, Fia Rua is in uh, if you look up Fia Rua Irish Richmond? pub Richmond is it Rich- Richmond Hills yeah yeah some of that yeah it's uh, I spoke to those guys about uh, a spring jaunt. So uh, we are we, we we did announce last week that we're going to Florida, Punta Gorda, and Jacksonville, and um, not in that order, and uh, um, possibly another date to be announced. Um, but uh, so we're, we're going to hit Florida again. We're going to hit Georgia again. So hopefully we will get to see her. Yeah. Uh, on that, meet her and. Uh, yeah. So ha- was- happy birthday. 
<laughs> it was near Savannah. I remember that. Yeah. Whatever the yeah, name of the That's why was. I yeah. talked about it. Yeah. yeah. So, um, excellent. Yeah. And, um, uh, did, did, did yeah. anybody else, did anybody else think any more about these? We, we were talking about biopics. Uh, fucking and, hell. Fucking Bob just texted me. Oh yeah. Our, our showrunner. He says, uh, <laughs> you were discussing biopics. At least the movie people are at least trying to give some honor to their subject. Hence, let's tell their story. Be it good or bad, I think they are trying. Well, that's that's. Oh, he's sticking. He's, he's, he's sticking up. For I them. think Bob is sticking up for biopics. He's, oh yeah, I mean, sure, which, sure, which, sure. Of course, I mean, of course. Yeah, it's he's a right. Problem, he's it's a problem right. with Hollywood more than the, the, the issues we have with these films. You know, um, poor production. Yes, I would like to see. I would like to see a, a good biopic about our favorite. Yeah, uh, artists and stuff like that, but I mean, like we talked about in the past, it's just like Hollywood has a way to fuck most most everything up, you know. So yeah, and here I did are. that 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 Bowie pick I was talking about, the Stardust biopic that had horrible reviews on on Tomato or Rotten Tomatoes, like twenty percent or something. Nice. I, did, I I tried to watch it. I tried, and I was like, it was one of those things where initially, because my expectations were so low. Uh, by the bad reviews, I was the first few minutes. I was like, "Oh, this is this is not that bad. This is not terrible." And the guy who was playing Bo was like, "Okay, I you know, I can I can hang with this." But then I, the more it got into it, the the problems of the fact that they didn't have rights to any of his music became more and more apparent. Even the lyrics, and this was, was a decision they made. I don't understand. Why would you make a movie if you didn't have the rights to that shit? Yeah. Well, you can't you can't make a movie of that. Anyway, they were they were trying. They were they were trying to avoid the issue of the music. But there was a there was a scene where he's talking to a journalist, and the journalist has to quote one of his songs that the lyrics to "Man Who Sold the World." They can say that they mention the song titles a lot, but they never. Apparently, when it came time to just actually citing the lyrics, <laughs> they didn't even have have the rights to the lyrics. So he he cited so the lyrics of "Man Who Sold the World." He read out this line, and he said, "What? How do you? you know, what what's that about?" And I was thinking, that's not the lyrics to the song. And I had to Google it, and it was it was it was some old public domain poem from like the eighteen hundreds oh, or something. It had sake. similar words. Like, why? Yeah, <laughs> what? Why, why are and, we doing this? And at that point, I just checked out. I was like, no, that you just ruined it, you know. And any 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 sense of immersion was gone for me at that point. Sure. And like, just just don't. <laughs> there, you could have very easily it. rewritten that scene to not have. He, he was asking. He, 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 the, the whole point of it was that the, it was he was touring. He was promoting his "Man Who Sold the World" album, which was there's a lot of songs on that record about mental illness, basically, because it was his brother, uh, Bowie's half brother, was schizophrenic and was something that something that ran in his family. And that Bowie was at that point in his his life was kind of paranoid that he was going to have gonna mental issues. Yeah, yeah. And the, the the gist of the movie was that Bowie was was uncomfortable talking about that subject which i don't think was necessarily true but you could have very easily said you know so what this seems to be about mental illness what's that about you know you didn't have to if you can't quote the lyrics then don't do it i just that 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 was where i lost it but mm. and yeah I, I, I really wanted to like it but i was like mm. i think i think you should be allowed to to quote your own lyrics i think that you should be able to make up your own lyrics on the spot I think that lyrics are irrelevant. I think that uh, I don't think Bowie was a great lyricist. I don't think. <laughs> no. Uh, so, but uh, it's funny on that. You know, we were. I was talking earlier about uh, going out to Bisbee. So Greg Chaley, the um, um, one of the one of the guys that works with Doug Stanhope, he. I didn't even bring it up, but we started talking. We started. Uh, his he used to manage Mitch Hedberg, 
And Mitch Hedberg is, if, again, if you're a fan of comedy, if you're a fan of dry comedy, uh, Mitch was one of the greatest and driest of them all. I mean, just sharp, sharp, sharp. When you go to any open mic night, any open mic night, there's somebody ripping off or impersonating or mm-hmm. using. Anyway, so uh, Mitch Hedberg. But uh, so Greg Chaney and I were starting, one of the first things we started talking about, because I asked him, I said, I read that they were looking at a movie, making a movie of it, but, you know, it's uh, it's really difficult to to find somebody to probably not Mitch Hedberg because that's he he's, he was so uh, distinct that you'd be able to find somebody that could impersonate him and probably look a little bit like him and get away with it. However, they're having they're having a problem with the family with the with the with his ex, you know, uh, or excuse me the. The his ex family because he's dead. Yeah, they're no longer their family. Yeah. I get that. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, can, I can get behind that. But they're yeah. So they're they're that's tough for them to 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 find that middle ground, and so he doesn't know if it'll ever be made. But that was one of the things too. You know, when you when you uh, pass on, you know, it, it would be difficult. Like we, we Freddie just keeps coming up over and over and over again when you talk about this stuff. I mean, just you can't. I don't give a fuck how good you sound. Then, you, then you're not going to look like him, and if you don't look like him, then it's you know how it, it, it's it's so difficult to establish you know that character because he was just he was just so unique in every aspect. There wasn't anything there wasn't anything that was run of the middle. Yeah, that, that's always the most awkward part of any music biopic or the performance parts. Yeah, know? unless you, unless you're a caricature like like the '70s Elvis, which. To, to me, it's some of my favorite stuff. Uh, but but he really did. At the, at, the, at the end, he really tried to go with the jumpsuits and the glasses and the mutton chops and, uh, you know, and, and his larger-than-life everything. He was very easy to... To, to mimic. Mimic, yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, to, you, know, to, to, you, know, you, you know, at a distance, you can get away with murder. But then again, you know, when he, when he, when he spoke... And he he had this, he his uh, his aura, his. I mean, he really did. He had this massive air about him, you know. And that's that's just not, you know. Even Kurt Russell at his most, you know, just <laughs> picture perfect moment couldn't, you know, mm-hmm. couldn't recapture Elvis's. Yeah. You know, so you know. It seems to be. I, this was a problem. This was something a reviewer said about the start. Of the movie called Stardust, the Bowie film I was talking, watching, trying, trying to watch. Um, his criticism of it. Uh, it may, talking about Elvis, maybe think of this too. That quite often it seems like the the artist's sense of humor is not conveyed in these films. They always want to go for the drama. Mm. The, the guy that this what this reviewer was saying is Mark Comodi was his name. Or I think it's a British film reviewer. We're saying Bowie was actually really funny, and there's none of that in the movie, you know. And it's true. You watch any interview with Bowie, unless he was in a shit mood. Yeah, he's always cracking jokes. Well, watch him. Goofy. Watch him with uh, watch him on um, Ricky Gervais's. Uh, uh, oh, forget the name of it. Uh, it was it was a movie about actors and God damn it, I can't really think of it. But uh, Bowie Bowie did a. Uh, did a couple of cameos in in Ricky Gervais's. I want to say maybe it was after. No, it wasn't Afterlife. 
Um, but Ricky Gervais, another great comedian, um, just and, and, and incredibly smart. Yeah, you know, top to bottom, just brilliant. But uh, Bowie and he became fast friends, and mm-hmm. and I know that in the, in the movie, in the movie that Gervais did, he had asked Bowie, because you know, just something like Star. I forget the song too, but it was something like Star. And Bowie was like, "Yeah, I'll just you know." Yeah, I'll, I'll just I'll, I'll just whip something up that, that took me fucking years to write. I'll just whip something up for you right now. But yeah. the the delivery and the the precision that he hit that he hit Gervais with in that scene, and then he goes into singing, you know, chubby little fat man, or you know, you know and, and, and he's just he's so he's so uh, he you know he looked like he was in a shit mood. He just played the part and he nailed it, and to. To, to do a scene, and Ricky Gervais is one of those actors too. This might be a, 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 a topic for another show, but uh, Ricky Gervais is one of those comedians that is as good an actor, I think, as he is a comedian. You know, The Office, the original. I didn't watch one second of the American Office, and fuck the fuck it, everything about it. I don't care how good you think it was. The original, Ricky Gervais's original, is beyond compare. There's nothing. There's not so fuck the American one, fuck it, awful. I don't care what anyways, as you can tell. Um, but uh, his, his oh, I'm, I'm getting angry just thinking about uh, his <laughs> actings in that. Th- this is this is the, you know the, his his delivery as David Brent, the office manager, was was fucking. Breathtaking. It, it, it. I mean, it left you tired after after the thing from just laughing and his mm-hmm. fucking. De- I mean, just delivery, his facial expressions, his just and and and, and the those, breath in those which, those weird like awkward moments too. Yeah. Where he's just like <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what was yeah. the tiring part. That yeah. was the punch in the gut that just because like, <gasps> yeah. uh, you know that guy, you fucking know him. You've 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 probably been in a band with him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> What I was getting on with, with Elvis is that th- that's something I don't often hear people talking about is how funny Elvis was. Because in, in, even on stage, you know, people do all the posing and stuff like that. But the thing, thing that I think a lot of them seem to miss is that he was constantly making fun of himself and cracking himself up. With oh, yeah. Some of the ways he, he, he would... You see, I was just watching the, uh, the, the, uh, the comeback special, yeah. the 68 comeback special, and he was doing it on there. Too. <laughs> if you watch... What did he, there was some song that he messed up at the beginning, and he said, "Oh, got to do it again." And and it, and he'll he'll do some some silly run or something, and then he'll he'll <laughs> he'll laugh at what he just did. I fucking love that, you know. And that that's something I think that's that's often missing from when they're from, sitting in the, in the in the round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But so he, he would I, do that in the the, the Vegas stuff too. Those I years. have the record of the the entire. It's, I don't know if it's all the outtakes of that, but it's it's a it's a it's a double album, and it's just that. Of those guys, yeah, doing you know filming the TV show, and he's like, "Oh, I messed up the lyrics," or yeah. "What are the words?" And he's like, and yeah. something, someone yells him, "It's you know, since my baby left me," you know, something stupid like that. He's like, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's right. It was since my baby left me, you know, whatever. Yeah, but Elvis, the, the great the, the great tragedy about Elvis is that not only was he insanely funny, but he just wanted to be one of the guys, mm-hmm. and everyone treated him like he was yes. the king, yeah. and, and they were like, and he just wanted to hang. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and he couldn't because everyone treated him in a, in a certain different way. Him. But yeah. yeah, insanely, insanely funny, and mm-hmm. the jokes he would say on stage, and the kind of in between banner he'd have with the with the band while he was on the microphone. Yeah, oh, that's, that's, that's like the one sided joke, yeah. like, like we do on yeah. the stage. Yeah. You know, like, there's like there's some out, out uh, like uh, rehearsal outtakes too that I've heard from I don't know if it's from that special or from some other thing I think it was from one of his Vegas show rehearsals where he's just goofing it's a, I, I can't remember what it was now I just remember how yeah, it was yeah there's really a great funny. recording of Are You Lonesome Tonight where he you know uh, I wonder if you were lonesome tonight and he's just in tears laughing and you can tell that it's not put on it's an actual yeah yeah they, yeah they let the tape run and they, and they 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 just had the whole thing and it was in this chair and if you're not laughing by the end of it well then you're not paying attention because yeah. yeah. it's really it's really good then you don't get the joke yeah think, yeah because I remember I, I found that one of those one of those clips that I sent you have you heard this you're like oh yeah. Like, I never, I never, I have, never I heard it before. It, I have it all. I have that the, the same one you're yeah. talking about. I have the and the the uh, the the um, I, think, I think his name was Will Sasso, a comedian that he used to do uh, the. Mm-hmm. They used to run parallel with uh, Saturday Night Live. Thing. Oh, the Mad TV. Mad TV. Thank you. And they used to have. I thought it was ten times funnier. I mean, it still wasn't funny, but it was. Uh, there were moments. But Will Sasso did a, an Elvis routine you were saying he was trying to be one of the guys and uh he would you know they'd be in the back of the limo and uh it'd be big elvis and uh he uh he was uh just he didn't have to say anything and the guys would just crack up yeah that's great oh yeah, great job he oh that's hilarious i've never heard of anything you know <laughs> you know he, yeah. he did the whole he did the whole um you know thank you very much thing over and over and over again but he couldn't he couldn't he couldn't be serious. He couldn't be funny. He couldn't be thinking. They were just in tears laughing. And that's, you know, that's a, that's a, you know, I wish I had loyalty like that. Well, see, this show, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> but that shows you too from when you're talking about, you know, Hollywood fucking up biopics. That shows you that something, somebody on that show knew something about Elvis. The fact that he was, you know, all of his followers were like, yes, sir, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. So, his followers, his, his he also, entourage. The, yeah. yeah, his entourage. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. He also portrayed him as a little bit of a prick, too, which wasn't entirely accurate, I think. But there, there's part, one of those one of those scenes. There's like several different scenes. Uh, I've seen the, uh, it's like a compilation of them. I think it's like different segments of a show. So they put them all, some, you know, somebody on YouTube put them all in sequence. But there's one where he's, he's telling the story and the guy, one of his guys tries to insert or, or interject something. He goes, hey, I'm telling the story. And he pauses and looks like, what the fuck? You know? I, I have a feeling that maybe Elvis didn't do that, but probably. See? You know. now, now you have your lead for the next Elvis, Elvis movie. Yeah. There you go. Well done. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a response uh, to that? No. Okay, go. Is it any more from, no, nothing else from Bob? Let me make sure that's the whole text. I just, I just. Okay. Hold on. Please hold everybody. Well, while we're still talking about this. Type in my own fucking code in my phone, which I don't know what it is. It's all right, Bob Mill, Bob, Bob, Bob. Oh, because oh, because he wanted me to share the that uh, the, there's a Queen family sing along happening on ABC. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the right. All Bullshit Corporation, ABC, um, and um, and so uh, yeah, I will skip that. It, it lessens. He says he's talking about the thing, and we just talked about the biopics about how they're trying to st- tell their story, be it good or bad. I think they're trying. And he says about the Queen thing, he's like, but this is a stupid program. Almost lessens Queen's body of work, turns it into a cartoon. Yes, so don't watch the Queen family sing-along. Uh, or what we can do is we can put okay. a link to it, and in that link, we put our new Christmas song. There we go. Yes. 
new Christmas I'll song. Work, get really, well, it's new because it's now Christmas time. Halloween song. <laughs> yeah. I have to take all my skulls down. No. I'm going to repurpose them, though, for Christmas. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's going to be, uh, I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be that guy in the neighborhood that people are like, oh, huh. Yeah, I have a skull tree, too, and I, yeah. I noticed there was a lot of, yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's going to be good. Yes. I bought a sleigh and everything. And it's going it's, it's to be S-L-A-Y. Slay. Oh, Slay. Santa Slay. It's going to be ridiculous. We'll have to post a picture of it once I get it set up. Oh, yeah. Cool. Anyway. And um, I, we, I know we've talked about this before. Uh, it's, um, our friend Sterling that hired us for the show mm-hmm. on Sunday asked me, he said, uh, he said do, you, do you do any more Christmas songs? He apparently liked the Every Day is Christmas. Oh, Every Day is Christmas by who? Blaggards. Yeah, so he said, do you do? He said, we have a 1,200 seat, you know, thing. He said, you know, why not do a Christmas show? He said, maybe not this year, but, you know, we did. And uh, uh, I know we've talked about it before, doing a, doing a Blaggard Christmas album, um, which I, I don't want to remake Let It Snow, Let It Snow, Let It Snow, or, or Little, Little, you know, Little Star of Bethlehem or whatever it is, or... Yeah, um, throwing star of Bethlehem. I like that. And um, you know that kind of stuff. No interest in redoing the songs. But I'd like to hear your version. Of, I'd like to hear you shut up. Um, what about our version? We used of, to talk about Little Drummer Boy. You wanted to do? Yeah, yeah. Like I still want to do that. Um, what about I, Last Christmas by Wham. Yes, always, always. I think we have. A, I think we have a little portion of it in our show right now. I think we do. So, anyway, yeah. Would it be an LP or an EP? EP. I mean, I, it, it depends, but they need to be original. You know, the, the stuff needs to be original. Uh, and again, the subject matter needs to be along the Oh Holy Night, you know. Uh, wanted, drummer. <laughs> Contact. Riddled, riddled with bullet holy night. Okay. Yeah. So... Um, well, you know, you know, bad religion. Who is definitely anti-religion? They're not devil, but they're more science. They released the Christmas record of all, and they're all religious Christmas songs. But they're just like, just amped up versions of that. I'm like, oh, that's lame. Yeah, yeah. I like I like that religion no a lot. But yeah. I was just like, this is the best we can do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It wasn't. That I, was and and I, I didn't listen to it. And I was, I've, I've bitched about it before, and it, and of course, it's ignorant of me to do so because I haven't heard it. But Twisted Sister, did, you know, everybody's done these Twisted Christmas. Christmas. Twisted Christmas. Oh, fuck it. I, I have no interest. I have no interest in hearing it with distortion. You know, <laughs> you know I, I, I've just, I've got no, and, and especially, uh, you know, the guitar wizardry of J.J. Uh, French or, um, uh, I don't know any of the guys. But, uh, you know, just the, the yeah, just no, no time for that. It has to be, uh, it has to be um, uh, an adult's Christmas record. You know when the when, when the kids go to bed and you're getting it up, maybe something sexy like a, you know, like a little Slayer riff and a, you know, a, gonna redefine the term stuffing the stockings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Santa only comes once a year, but not me. Mm. I'm re- this is gold. Make sure you put a marker for that. That's your title, your next song. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Santa coming down your chimney. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Christmas, Christmas at Cosby's. Do, there you go. Do you have a, a go-to Christmas record? Record that you 
You listen to it? The no? Phil Spector one is one of my favorites. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is that just people he produced? Yeah, it's okay. all the it's all the it's all the uh, it's the fucking Darlene Love and and uh, and the Ronettes and Hal Blaine on drums and that just gigantic wall of sound. Mm-hmm. And uh, fucking what's his name sings a great version of the Bells of St Mary's. Gene Pitney, I think. It's like an it's like an epic like kind of a thing, and it's just like oh, cool. uh, check that out. And that guy and that guy's voice is fucking ridiculously good. Yeah, Gene Pitney. That's a good record. Yeah, I'm not a yeah. fan of Dean Martin's Christmas stuff, but I love his voice. Yeah. So I can listen to Dean Martin sing. Yeah. You know, the Rat Pack Christmas yeah. shit is ridiculous because yeah. you can just imagine them just like getting loaded yes. in the studio and yes. let's sing a fucking yeah. Christmas carol. Yeah. And I, I do. I love that stuff. I love that sound. Yeah. I've always loved that. I, th- th- there, there's, there's an irreplaceable uh, feel you know, from those guys, though mm-hmm. they, they, they had a chemistry that's never going to be, yeah. Yeah. It's never going to be copied. It's never going to be, it's all never done again. Yeah. Like I've mentioned it years and years ago on this thing. Uh, but, uh, so proud of my mother back in, back in her early days. She, uh, she, uh, tipped the, the, the door guy. She didn't have a ticket. She was staying at the hotel in Vegas where uh, Dean Martin was playing. And uh, she tipped it. She rolled up a 50 or something and gave it to the guy. And he pulled up a table right by the stage. Uh, and I was just uh, so well, proud of her. Well, well. Ah, nice work. Yes. And uh, I meant to say happy birthday, Mom. Oh. Uh, is it? When is it? Last week. Oh, oh snap. Happy birthday. <laughs> but, you, but you got the card. I know you got the card. Cut. Let me go get a card. Let me get the card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Happy birthday, mom. Love you. Happy yeah. birthday. But I don't start playing any Christmas music until after Thanksgiving. I may start decorating because it's going to be an unlikely process, but I'm not going to play any music until after. Oh, you played and one then, yesterday. And even then, it's just like. No, you mean in the house. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> and even then, it's like I have a very selective about what I, what I like to listen to. Yeah. 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 I don't play Christmas music around here anymore. That's. Uh, I yeah, stay away from it. And, uh, Not for everybody. Um, my yeah, my 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 stereo has uh, taken to skipping once I get it past about eight o'clock, about about two o'clock, three o'clock. It's it starts skipping now, so I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna have to do something to that stereo because I like it fucking loud in here. I like mm-hmm. the I like the windows to shake and I like the the foundations shake and I like the neighbors to shake. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's fucking, um, it's... Especially Mrs. Collins yeah. on the next block. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure that Oh, yeah, you, yeah. Yeah, she's, uh, she yeah. should be over in a minute. Yeah. So we're going to have to wrap this up. Yeah, hello. Wrap, wrap, wrap what up. Wrap it up. You, you heard me. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, so we're going to, uh, we're going to be, um, uh, this weekend, you're going to find us on Thursday watching the wonderful... Uh, Doug Stanhope, if there are tickets available and you're within three and a half thousand miles of Houston, you should come. And uh, Friday, we are in the Woodlands, a place called Mahoney's. Texas. Texas? I think it says Texas on the website, which is yeah. Yeah, something like that. Interesting. Woo! Interesting take um, on it. Yeah, we've never been there. Looking forward to that. And then Saturday, you'll find us at After Dark, which is the the venue on the campgrounds at Renfair. But you've already been there twice or three times before? 
Yeah, we're going back again. Third Can't time get enough of us. So come on back. We're going to have a lot of fun. And then uh, that's Saturday. And Sunday you'll find us uh, throwing uh, water on the bar that caught fire <laughs> right by my house. Or oh, throwing water <laughs> or gasoline? Yeah, no, they already got the gas on. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to pretend to help. Well, Chris Buckley will be playing fiddle with us at the uh, the Renfair gig, the After Dark thing. Oh, that's right. So, which one is he? Is he the redhead from Phoenix? No, no, no. no. He's the he's the redhead from Milwaukee. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. I think it's pronounced Milwaukee. No. Mm. <laughs> or Milk Wanky. Milk Wanky. Yes. There we go. There's the title. There go. All right. So anyway, thanks for listening. And uh, remember that we do have our uh, Cinnamon Coffee. We have our uh, we, the, the, the LP. Um, we're going to get word. Uh, you'll probably, probably be in the notes of this. If not, just check back with us. Uh, but we are pushing yeah. and screaming and uh, just doing everything we can to, uh, to get these vinyls delivered so if you haven't ordered one yet get one because we've only we've only got we've only got a limited number yeah and we're not redoing them so once they're gone they're gone so get your order in and um makes a yeah. great christmas gift yes and also christmas are uh, we're re-releasing our uh, you know our two christmas songs Which every are? day is christmas and fairy tale of new york with the wonderful Let the beautiful see. effervescent the effervescent the talented Miss Leslie DeHaven. De Haven. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I think, uh, well, if you've heard the song already, uh, she, she nails it. She makes that. And that. We even have Glockenspiel on there. So we're going to have to uh, have a Glockenspiel and find out who did that. Yeah. Glockenspielin'. Yeah. Both of those songs, by the way, produced by uh, Patrick's neighbor, Paul Beebe, who came to see us. He doesn't get to see us very often because he's a working, working musician. But he came to see us at Mecca on Saturday. And one of my favorite moments is when we played 16, which is a song. He, Paul had contributions to almost all the arrangements on, on the record, in, in addition to uh, including uh, Every Day is Christmas. But uh, on 16, he, he made a uh, there, there's a break that happens in the song that was not there when we recorded it. And we started doing that on stage uh, a few months ago. And this is, I don't think he knew that we were playing it that way on stage. Uh. So he got to see that. And I was just watching his face while we were playing it. He was like, yeah. <laughs> he was like that's cool. <laughs> you know, because that was yeah. actually, that was his idea. Good so, to see him and yeah. Jack and other child whose name I don't know. Uh, I, uh, Eleanor's, uh, Eleanor and, uh, uh, or excuse me, Eloise and uh, uh, Janet. And I think that's Eloise. Sorry, I hope okay. I got that right. Because uh, I called her name out, and there you go. I know, and I know she listens. Yes. Every week oh, she's yeah. on she the podcast. Because she's learning all her vocabulary from this fucking yep. show. Yeah. <laughs> so. And I just want to say, for the record, too, when, we, when, when he showed us that idea for the break that he inserted in the song, I hated it at first. But uh, I was wrong. I love it now. You are fucking wrong. Yeah. Um, the, 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 the reason, just a quick, quick note, and then you can cut if you want. But the reason for it is that, again, like we've mentioned a thousand times now, or two thousand times, like I've lost count, is um, so the songs were written and, you know, showed to the guys once we were in the studio and kind of played through it a couple of times. There wasn't, there wasn't a preview. There wasn't an idea. It was just one of these things that were, that was 
thrown out there. So that song ends up being a very, very in-your-face, nonstop uh, thing. You know, just, just you know, not a lot of movement in it. It, it goes to a certain level and it stays there. And it mm-hmm. just and it, so Paul, being the Paul's got a, just a, just an incredible ear. He just knew that there was too much going on for the song, so he dropped out the instrumentation in this in the first or in the right. second verse. So it's and, just your vocal first. Yeah, and it's just a vocal, and then the drums come in, and then the, so it was. Uh, w- when we came into the studio, he said, "Hey, I, you know, I did this. You know, we can put it all back if you want it. You know, if if, if you don't like it." And Eric and I loved it immediately. Yes, yes, do, you know, do that. Jump in and chat. Like, mm, it was really. It was. It was. It just. Like, it, and that's it, not how we played it. Yeah, that's not how. That, that's just, this isn't reality, you know. <laughs> but we did. We did tweak it a little bit. It was more yeah. what we wound up with was a little more layered and nuanced. But uh, it, it 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 was such a, a weird thing because we've never done. We've had songs that have acapella. Sort of, I don't know. We we have acapella stuff. There's the beginning of Foggy Doo. I think it's pronounced. But there's still there's still a guitar underneath that. But to have to have the song stop and have nothing but vocals for a few seconds in the middle of the song is something that we've never done before. Yeah, yeah. and I, I that's why it's, I think it, it it really works. But anyway, yeah, it it, it grew on me that day, but it especially grow, grows on me now that we're playing it that way yeah. too. So. Yeah, it, it it and it's a moment. It's a moment live too when you can take that. You know, when you could take everything and kind of just put it to the side and then you bring it back up again. I've, you know, I've tried to, over the years, we've heard, you know, if if you're in a band and you haven't heard less is more, well, then you're not in a very good fucking band. Um, But over the years, it, it, it becomes part of your psyche that less is more. And if you can shut the fuck up for a minute, then when you decide to come back and solo, the solo is going to mean something versus the guy that's just going to wank for a hundred hours without a breath. That's fucking boring. Mm-hmm. But the guys that come, I mean, even, even somebody that's as note-tastic as Eddie Van Halen, the late, great Eddie Van Halen, you, you know, he shuts up, you know, he stops once in a while, you know, even his greatest riffs, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, you know, they, they actually breathe. And then you get somebody like Yingfei Malmsteen who just fucking wanks all over the record. So all as it is is one million notes per second, and it never stops. Mm-hmm. So there's no there's no nuance. There's no you know, and that's the- makes me think. We, we talked about, about this this drum solo many times. Uh, Ashon's uh, improv drum solo that he did did in that uh, I forget what was it that Zildjian uh, the Zildjian Zildjian, Zildjian, Zildjian Live thing Zildjian Live thing. yeah yeah where he. The thing that was just really stunning is he just kind of stopped playing for a couple of seconds in the middle. Is that right? Yeah, right? And just yeah, and just does a little thing it into was, it. It was what he wasn't playing as, a, as opposed to what he was playing. Right, and because he'd seen so many other guys yeah. uh, on that, not not that same song, but on that same show, just like whenever they get a drum break, it's like, here's all the drums all at once kind of a thing. And he mm. was, And he even said, he told us, he was like, I thought about it. I thought about doing this fill. And then we got to that point and he's like, I just wanted to just to... Because that song goes from like it goes from like a not a halftime shuffle, but there's a shuffle, then it kind of double times right before that part. I think the keyboard's taking the solo, the guitar's taking the solo. So I think he just wanted to be like, let's all take a breath and then mm-hmm. we'll come back in. And, yeah. and it's fucking that level of genius um, is uh, is just you know inspirational to, yeah. to see that. And it doesn't still- matter what instrument it, it could be yeah. drums or. Any a vocalist or a guitar or anything, anything that takes yeah. a break like that is just like oh, it's. I think you pointed out too, and Brilliant. he's on he's on Slappercast. I forget which episode it was, 
but when when you're 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 asking him about that moment and you can see it in the video where he's because it was a spontaneous decision. You see him go. He gets to that part. He's like his his hands up and like ready. Yeah, to do you can something. see if they get. No, I'm gonna let it go. Yeah. Wait a second. Then yeah. he does the the flam. It's and, so yeah. great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's a great player. Yeah. Yep. Our good friend. Our good One friend of the best Ashton. episodes of this show, by the way. He's yeah. he was a great great uh, great guy to talk with. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Are we good. Yes. I got to go pee. Okay. <laughs> That's All the that time. Coffee. Hey, thank you for listening, and uh, um, you know. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Yeah, fuck them. Exactly. Yeah, they need to suffer. If you're going to suffer through this, fuck them. They they need to as well. Drag them down with you. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) Happy birthday, Kelly, and happy birthday, Mom. Mm -hmm. And uh, Sharon, hope you're doing well. And uh, yeah, we'll see you all soon. Don't go changing. See you guys. (laughs) You guys. 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 (laughs) 